Many of us live in the hamster wheel of life. We get up, we go to work, exhaust ourselves with our commitments, and eventually crash. We follow what's expected of us to the point of giving up on our own callings. Further, we feed our minds with news of what's going on in the world to the point where we feel overwhelmed and helpless. Is this truly a way to live? In today's episode of Spiritual AF Sundays, we bring on Scarlett Peretta, intuitive, medium, and manifestation coach to discuss the difference between living a fear-driven versus a soul-driven life. We discuss the importance, as well as the danger, of labeling our emotions and experiences, the three-legged table metaphor for wellness, and steps that you can take to live a more soulful, intuition-driven life. It's time to get your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair, and get ready for this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays, Get Out of the Hamster Wheel of Life, a guide to soul-driven living with guest Scarlett Parada. You're listening to Spiritual AF Sundays, created and hosted by The Mystic Geek. If you're looking to explore intriguing questions about the meaning of life and our place in the universe, then you're in the right spot. We dive into topics often discussed as sound bites on social media and take a deeper look, whether it's woo topics like astrology and mysticism, or seemingly mundane matters like technology and politics, we cover it all. We explore our own thoughts and beliefs, talk to experts, and uncover hidden meanings. These fascinating areas of exploration can help us question ourselves and better understand our world. Ready to grow and explore in your spiritual journey? We're glad you can join us. It's time to start your week off by being spiritual AF. Welcome back, listeners. Today we have Scarlett Peretta with us to talk about soul-driven versus fear-driven life. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. So let's pick up the conversation we started. Oh, I know. You and I are gapping like already and we're like, oh, we got to get recording. Yeah, exactly. So let's. what's your favorite tea? Oh my God, Earl Grey. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. It's like I have Earl Grey lavender today. <laughs> I love it. You know what? I should have grabbed it, but I thought, nah, you know what? With my luck while I'm chatting, because I use my hands a lot when I talk. So if I put my hands away, I become speech impaired. So I figured I'm going to leave it, keep it simple. <laughs> but now that's it. I'm craving it. As soon as you and I are done, girl, I'm going to go get my tea. Awesome. Meanwhile, I fidget when I talk or when Thank I think. You. So having this nice warm teacup here. It's oh, nice. it's a hug in a mug. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about yourself, Scarlett. What is it that you do? Oh, my goodness. I am a intuitive medium. And so what does that mean? I read energy and I read energy that is present in this world. And I read energy that is of the other world. And I have to say with the work that I've been doing, I've been doing it for many, many years. Of course, when we talk about these things, we've been doing it since we were kids. But professionally, I've been doing it for many years. And I am delighted to be able to give people peace and clarity. I am not delighted that when they come to me, they're in distress. I am delighted, though, to be able to give them peace and clarity and to let them know that there is life after life. There is a lot more to the biochemical machine that we are. And that gives me hope and I hope it gives others hope too. As a fellow medium, I agree. I'm not 
delighted at the pain that people have or the grief or the worry or the curiosity, but the peace that those of us with this gift are able to provide, it's beyond explanation. And it is such a valuable service. It really is. And I believe, I believe uh, we all have the ability. We all have intuitive abilities and medium type abilities. It's just, are we paying attention to it? Are we allowing fear to take over? Or are we being called to do certain things with it? Like you're clearly being called to do something with your abilities and I'm being called to do something with my abilities. And everybody has these abilities and what we do with them is really dependent on what our calling is. So one of the things we talked about before this is current events. And how things seem to be a bit chaotic and almost but polarized, I would say. Would you say polarized? I agree. I agree. I find that people are longing to belong. They're also longing to take their fear of the unknown, uh, maybe even sadness attached to it and attaching anger to it. Like in some of these groups where they're being polarized, They're being militant, a little bit militant about it, a little bit angry about it. So not only are they collecting, but they're also venting and they're connecting with their fears and ultimately even some anger in there as well. There's others that are not doing that. My wish for your audience and anybody else out there is when you polarize, I'm going to say it that way, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Make sure that you're doing it because you want to shine light in this world. You want to inspire. I think we need to use that a little bit as a grounding factor as opposed to allowing our fear to take over. Fear is not our friend. It really is not. I remember the movie out there from Disney or Pixar called Inside Out, where they talk about fear. Fear is an important emotion because it helps to keep us safe. However, it feels like it's running rampant. What do you think is causing that? Oh my gosh. I'm going to give my honest opinion on that one. (laughs) Go for it. I was so happy to hear you say this because it's really rare that someone recognizes that fear is a gift from the universe. It is, you know, it is a gift of survival when used correctly, right? So If I want to run across an eight-lane busy highway, fear is going to kick in to say, oh, no, this is not a good idea. And that is what it's meant for. If I see a bear, I live up north here in Canada, Ontario, and if I see a bear, I'm not going to go hug it. I'd love to because it's really cute and cuddly looking. But fear tells me not to do that, right? Because it wants me to survive, right? The biochemical machine wants to survive, and therefore it's a really beautiful gift. The unfortunate thing is because in today's world and there's so much unknown and with that unknown, of course, brings fear, right? Rather than trusting the universe or surrendering to the universe, the unknown brings us fear if we're not careful, right? And let me tell you, girl, lower vibrational entities love feeding off of that fear and anger. And so they are constantly wandering around this world. I wish it was different. It is a sad fact that they're constantly wandering around the world, constantly looking for that weak spot in our armor to, as I call it, infect us, right? It's like a bad cold. 
<laughs> you know, as soon as we allow fear to come in, it just seems to manifest and populate. This is probably going to end up being a nerd out moment. You talked about vibrations. I have some people who are either new to this or maybe a little bit skeptic. What right. do you mean by vibrations? First of all, if someone is skeptic, good for them because my opinion is based on my experience, right? And so I'm going to share my opinions, my experience, but people out there really should be skeptical. They really should be questioning and they really should be investigating what makes sense to them. Vibration is an easy way to differentiate between good and bad or evil and angelic or white light and dark light. There's so many ways to label it. I choose not to because really at the end of the day, there is no good or bad. There is no dark or evil because we have to live in duality. We have to have the both in order to understand. And both are healthy when used correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Because <laughs> that's a bit tricky. But I do encourage people who are skeptical, figure it out for yourself. Listen to stuff, my experiences, listening to your experiences, listen to anybody else's. But most of all, listen to your intuition because it never, ever misguides us. Never. Yeah, I'm of the same belief as well. I don't see the whole concept of like high vibe with low vibe as like the whole frequency up and down. I see it more as our relation to ourself and to the universe. Yeah. So when people talk about like attracts like, that's more along the lines of like people and entities being drawn to another because of that similarity, not necessarily like magnets because magnets have opposites draw together. So Right. right. I know. Yeah. I kind of wish it was like that. If we're having a bad day and it attracts automatically like all this good stuff, right? Yeah, that would be amazing if the universe worked like that. We don't live that way, unfortunately. But maybe fortunately, because it really encourages us to be mindful of our free will and where we want to spend our time and how is it that we want to spend our time. We are creatures of free will and choice. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We're very lucky that way. So we have to look exactly. at it that way. And I like your perspective of it, too. Good <laughs> Thanks. So we talked about fear. We've talked about all of these emotions that drive us to basically polarize. And by polarizing, we're more focusing on heightening those emotions almost to a critical mass. Yeah. How are we seeing that in society nowadays? I call it the hamster wheel of life. I really do. Where we walk around a little bit mindless. I'm going to share this and I am certain the audience is going to relate because we've all done this at one point in time or another, myself included. Just because I'm here talking about it does not mean I'm some expert on this field. We get up in the morning. Sometimes we roll out of bed mindlessly because the alarm clock has gone off. We're exhausted. We get up. We get ready. We go to work. We get in the car. Maybe there's traffic. Maybe there's not. Maybe you're working from home, whatever the case may be. And then you fall into this vortex of work and you got to get work done. Then you get in the car, you go home and so on. You're too emotionally and cognitively exhausted. So you do nothing else but go to sleep and then you wake up and you do the mm -hmm. same thing. And then here is this hamster wheel of life. And then society will throw us all kinds of distractions. The, the media out there is not necessarily positive. So we fall into what we're supposed to be doing, right? Or what we think we should be doing. We are told a role that we should be doing, right? Not, nothing soulful. 
but society wants that. And I can understand that to some extent because those that are running the country and stuff like that, they need to have a little bit of sense of order, right? But I don't think that they intend, not all of them anyways, intend for us to live this this mindless journey of this hamster wheel of life. We get stuck in the physical world. And how much time are we actually spending in our energetic world or working our energy or contemplating our energy? No, we don't. We wake up, we roll out of bed, and then we go. And that's it. That's a bit disheartening for me to say that. But I firmly believe that fear is bred from that routine. I definitely agree on that. Do you feel that things like the internet or access to information of all over the world, let's take Twitter and put that off to the side because it's it, that is its own animal. But the ability to know what is going on, not just in your neighborhood, not just in your city, but to see everything going on in the world, especially with how the news cycle sensationalizes the bad, do you feel that's also activating that fear response? Well, I have this, this concept of the three-legged table, and it's based on mindset, it's based on your emotional set, and it's based on your body set, right? And really what governs all of this will our mindset. And I call it the three-legged table because if one of those things goes, we're done. So let's uh-huh. talk about mindset for a moment, right? So you wake up and let's say you put the news on and you're right, sensational sells, right? Good news really doesn't sell. It should, but they've made horror and horror stories, they've made it sexy and it's not. And so when you wake up and you're listening to the news and that's how you start your mindset, that's how, you know, you start your day. And if we want to go back to the biochemical machine that we are, I'm going to take it a little bit deeper and away from the untangible energy, you are setting yourself to live that day with a whole cocktail of neurotransmitters based on what you've just watched in that moment. That's how you started your day. The cocktail of neurotransmitters has been set and the rest of your day has been set as well. That's why it is important to listen to the news, but it's also important to have that balance, that happy medium of spending time planning, dreaming, in your energetic self, meditating, yoga, whatever it is that grounds you, brings you back to who you are and what you want to do. And to feel, because we've stopped feeling who we are. We don't even understand emotions. You start seeing books out there now about intuitive eating. Like, are you kidding me? Now we need to really stop and focus on intuitive eating because we forgot to listen to our bodies. We forgot to listen to those calm, quiet whispers that never misguide us. But I, I think there is a little bit of design to that. I think I think they want, and when I say they, that there's the different industries that want us distracted. They want us focused on, on buying their product or whatever it is. So they want us distracted in the wrong way. It's maddening. So this three-legged table, you set your mindset. What's your body language going to be for the rest of the day? If you just watched a whole bunch of horror and shootings, what are your emotions going to be? If there are topples over your three-legged table, right? Once the mindset is off, the rest will topple over as well. So we have to really be very protective of our mindset. I think that's very important. 
And when we sense that it's off, we need to sit down, ground ourselves energetically, work that space, listen to what your soul is actually calling you to do because we don't listen to it. We listen more to the role that we're told that we should be doing versus Mm -hmm. what our soul is yanking on us to do. Like how many times have you really wanted to do something and then you go, oh, that'll never work. And you just go on back and you hop onto that hamster wheel again. Yeah. Right? We do that often. There goes that three-legged table. Done. You're done. Exactly. And it's not just shooting. Sometimes it can be natural disasters like the earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria almost like a month ago from the time that we recorded this. And it brings about this sense of powerlessness. There is that fear of what if this happens to me, but there's also looking at the world and saying, I can't control my environment or I can't control what's going on. Right. And that, again, resorts back to that fear yeah. rather right. than listening to ourselves and to our soul's messages of here's what you can do. Right. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is you said something also very important. It's not that we're just watching it. We're feeling the pain. And we feel that ripple effect of these energetic happenings. And so that affects us like it's almost, it's like bullets to our aura, right? It's very painful when you watch these things. And do we have a choice or can we control what happens around us? I believe that there is an element that you can, because if you sit in the energy, you actually said it earlier about we're not like magnets. If we're feeling, heavy, dark, not very pleasant emotions, we attract that. But if we keep ourselves grounded in what it is that our soul wants and what our soul has contracted us to do here in this realm, if we stay focused on that, our life and our world will become very different. And I know that we can't save the whole world. We could though, if each of us, like imagine this world, what it would look like If we were a bunch of sure-footed, confident white light workers, I'll call it white light workers, (laughs) what would this universe look like? What would this world look like? What would the energy be like? And so we have this feeling of hopelessness when we are not. So if there is a natural disaster, if there is a shooting or something else that they're showing us, we can take a moment and we can actually send out healing. Mm -hmm. We'll actually send a moment and send out thoughts of comfort. We can do something. We are not helpless. We are not hopeless. We do have choices. The challenge is we don't know how to work that energetic because there has been so much focus on the physical world. And this world here, this realm, I'm going to call it, is very physical. And there is a bit of a shift where we are working on being a little more energetic. And to me, again, this is my personal experience, It becomes an easier flow of life when we focus a little bit more on the physical, the energetic, physical, Mm -hmm. the energetic, and you float back and forth. For those of us that are a little more logical, you float from your left brain to your right brain, your left brain to your right brain, right? So the logic, the creative energetic, the Mm -hmm. logic, the intuitive. So we're constantly floating back and forth and we have that ability We need to exercise it. 
And when it comes to recognizing, like, how do we recognize? Oh, geez. Okay, I've watched this on TV. Is this in alignment with my soul or is it not in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing in this realm? Mm -hmm. How do we figure that out? Because there is so much noise that we don't hear anymore. We have to be taught how to do intuitive eating. We have to be taught how to be intuitive or to hear the calm whispers. And is that actually a calm whisper? What is that? Am I crazy? Am I hearing things? Like we have to be taught these things because nobody has encouraged us to do it. Luckily, there are people like you, Jessica, who are doing podcasts like this to spread this information around. So this world will be a better place because of people like you. And when they listen, your audience listens to the content, they become better people and so on. So there is a lot more that we can actually do. We are not that helpless and we are not that hopeless either. We can make a change positively, energetically, period. You did bring up something important on there is that we can manipulate energetics on it. One of the things in the United States that happens whenever there's been a mass shooting is you'll see people tweet thoughts and prayers. In my heart, I genuinely believe that these people are sending out their thoughts and they're praying to whatever divine source that they believe in for those who've been in, impacted to find peace. Now, it's happened so much, they treat it like cliche, which, no, yeah, it sucks. It really does. It doesn't matter who you worship, I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. It all starts in your heart. I was born and raised Catholic. And did we go to church? No. Why did we not go? My mom wanted to go to church. My dad said no. My dad always said, you know what? You want to be a good, you want to be a good Christian. It starts in the heart. In the everyday things you do, in the words that you say, your actions that you do, that's what it's all about. So I was raised, yes, with the religion. I was raised also, though, that it all starts in your heart. So where it comes from, you're relevant. It's the intention that comes with that that those wishes or those prayers, it's the intention. We need to focus on the intention of the energy, not necessarily the labels that are attached to it. Exactly. And it also comes up down to what you can control versus you can't. When you look at the information that's around us of all the things happening in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. We are one person out of what, eight, nine billion now? Our sphere of influence is small. Even when we look at people like Elon Musk, who has like billions of dollars, like more money than you can imagine, he is reliant on other people's power and their willingness to work with him. Yeah. Otherwise, if they didn't give a care about him, if money was not an agreed upon construct, he would be powerless or he would only be able to handle what's going on in his immediate sphere of influence. And it's going back to looking at what you as an individual can control and taking actions on that and everything else, like letting go and putting that faith that it will be figured out. It may not be figured out the way you want. Exactly. This is where we have to surrender. You know what I'm saying? So we do have a choice. We are not helpless and hopeless. I mean, sometimes we just need to surrender what is meant to be. There is a bigger picture. I got to share a funny story. So my mom is really ill, unfortunately, with dementia. And the healthcare system here in, in Ontario 
is not the greatest. It's too bogged down right now. And mom was floating from spot to spot. It was just really disheartening. Finally, we said, okay, you know what? We're going to move mom in here. And so I'm working like crazy to get a room set up for her. I'm moving. I'm moving furniture. My honey ended up hurting his legs, so he really couldn't help me. I'm one man down, right? I got to move all this stuff. So we turned our meditation room slash yoga room and weight room into my mom's room. And I had to bring the, uh, what do you call it? The weight bench down, right? And I'm like, oh, I can handle it, right? So so I can handle this. So now I've got to bring it. I've got to bring it downstairs because we have another room downstairs for this. Bring it downstairs. As luck would have it, I don't see the last step. And I know. So I bonked. Luckily, it was the way that I was holding this thing didn't cause me to like to face plant, but it smacked me literally on the top of my head, like really hard. So I had a bump and a concussion. And and this actually happened on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, really? You've got to be effing kidding me. Like, I've got too much to do to finish, to prepare for mom to come. And she's was ultimately moving in on Saturday, which is tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, How could the universe do this to me? I was now forced to rest, right? That day. So this is Sunday that I get this bonk in the head that I'm seeing is absolutely devastating. And how could the universe do this to me? And now I'm not, oh, now I'm forced to rest. And oh my gosh, Monday morning, I get a call and it is a long-term care facility for my mom. And when can they prepare a bed and have it ready for her? Thursday. Oh my God. Yes. So the Thursday before the Saturday that she was supposed to move in. So let me tell you something then. Was it so bad that I got the bonk in the head that I was forced to rest? Or was that the universe going, wait a second, this is the only way I'm going to shut you down, girl. I'm trying to tell you to rest and you're not listening to me. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to bonk you in the head so you're forced to listen. In other words, sometimes we are so busy labeling things good and bad that we're not understanding that the universe is actually plotting to do us good. Mm-hmm. I know that shootings are not good, that natural disasters are not good, that we don't interpret them as good. But there are lessons in there. There's always got to be some beauty in the chaos somewhere. And maybe we are not seeing, and maybe it is a lesson of gratitude for us. Maybe we haven't paid attention enough to wow, I'm fortunate that that didn't happen to my family. I better call those people and tell them how much I love them. Maybe this is a reminder that we need to rest. We have to be very careful how we're labeling things. Yeah. Because the minute we start labeling things, we start moving away from our soulful driven light. Let me give the audience a little bit of a hack and a trick. Mm -hmm. So the way that I see this in when I'm reading energy is I'm reading it as there are two groups of emotions. So there is emotions that are fear-based. There's a big bubble of that, okay? Mm-hmm. There is another set of emotions that are filled with grace, okay? So in this bubble of grace, we're going to get emotions like joy, happiness, content, calm, harmony, peace, right? Anything that feels grace or graceful, calm, right? In other words, we enjoy those feelings. The fear-driven ones, that bubble, it those emotions are anything that makes us feel yuck, like self-doubt, lack of confidence, sadness, depression, in some case, anxiety, panic, anything that makes us feel yuck. So why are we feeling these emotions? 
And what is the actual purpose? Well, the purpose is so that our soul has a GPS system kicked in. So the minute that you're feeling anything yuck, you need to stop and go, wait one second. I am moving myself away from my soul and my soul's purpose. I'm feeling something yuck. So how do I put myself back on the path so I'm moving towards my soul purpose? The way that we know that we're on the right path is when we are feeling those feelings that make us feel good. So it's an easy way to figure out where and how we need to pivot and where we need to be mindful of where we're spending our time emotionally and what are we doing about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Especially when you mentioned like the whole things that make us feel yuck because sometimes people or ideas can make us feel yuck. More often than not, it doesn't have to deal with that person or that idea. It's that those things trigger something within us that we lack. And it's on us to take a look at what's going on. What is it that I feel about myself right. that I'm projecting on a situation? So I totally get what you're saying there. And we have to be careful where we're spending our time. You know, uh, remember the three-legged table. These events, yes, for as tragic as they are, we need to be very mindful. My fiance, he says to me, you cannot save the world. I said, well, I cannot. Maybe, just maybe, I can save one person and that person will go on to help others and then some, right? So if I help someone this week, there's a whole ripple effect of who they could influence. And then next week, if I help someone else, okay, there's a whole ripple effect. So if there are so many injustices happening out there, what can we do to put ourselves back on that path of being soul-driven rather than fear-driven. Yeah. One thing I just want to have a little bit of fun with the audience is just for one moment, pause. Take a few deep breaths, just right from the belly button. Take a few deep breaths and think about what it would feel like is if every decision you made was based on that quiet whisper and intuition. What would your life look like? What would it look like? Very different. Listen, it's, it's a task to do because we no longer are living our lives that way. Our ancestors probably did a little bit more. They listened to their intuition a little bit more. But we're coming back to that ourselves. I think it would be a very different life if we paid closer attention to our intuition and that quiet whisper that feels so calm and never misguides us. What other steps can people do to live a more soul-driven life? Oh, what a great question. Because we have, we're not doing it. <laughs> we're you not know, doing it, period. I'll agree on that. <laughs> we're not doing it. And then those of us that are attempting to do it, we're f- still fumbling through it, right? Because it's a habit, no different than working out, right? Like when you're working out a muscle, you have to exercise that muscle. And most mm-hmm. of us are like, well, how am I going to start? Like my intuition, where am I going to? So start with the easy, simple things. Like I really would like a cup of Earl Grey tea before that meeting. I'm going to go grab myself. I feel like that. And then this other voice pulls you back and says, wait a second. If you do that, you're going to be late for that meeting. You know what? Listen to the intuition first. Mm -hmm. You like having a cup of Earl Grey tea. I'm going to go grab it before the meeting. Listen to that and go and get it. Now, I'm not saying for everybody to throw caution to the wind, right? I understand. (laughs) I get it. 
but it's those quiet little whispers that start. And so I did that. The first time I did that was I actually went to stop at Starbucks. I don't know if you guys have Starbucks in the States. We have them. Oh, yeah, we do. So I'm in Minnesota. We have the great war between Starbucks and Caribou. Oh, boy. Being another brand that is also just coffee. I love it. We've got Tim Hortons instead. (laughs) We had Tim Hortons, unfortunately. The guy who had all the franchises here, was not good with finances. So they showed up and then they were gone. Oh, shoot. That's a shame. Yeah, that was a shame because it was like all those people laid off. That is terrible. I know. Yeah. That's terrible. And that's where it's, that's where it's a heartache, isn't it? Okay, here we go. See, we, did we fell into it? It's like, yeah, we did it. Let's do this example here. But you see how it is. We just showed how easy it is. It's like, oh, my heart hurts. My heart hurts for the guy that had the dream. And then my mind goes, oh, my gosh, like all those people that were left down. Oh, yeah. I knew one of the people who was in that role and they ended up in a much better position because of it. Granted, it's not going to be everyone. But when you have struggle points like this in the thick of things, it's hard to find meaning. Exactly. But beyond that, when you look back on it later on, then you're able to see the big picture. It just, we're so, we don't listen to our intuition and we're just no. so in the grind, in the hamster wheel that we can't see we can't where it is the picture. The biggest challenge we have is in this realm, we want it to be tangible. And the stuff that you and I are talking about, Jessica, it's not tangible. It's mm-hmm. intangible. It feels like, poof, like just, just this idea, right? Basically, what I'm saying to everybody is follow your happiness. And when you're there, do it more. And that's really how you live a soul-driven life. The key is to listen to those tiny little whispers, like grab that cup of tea before the meeting. And I remember the first time I did that, I thought, oh, I'm going to be late for the meeting. And I thought, you know what? Okay, let's let's, let's give this a go. What can happen? I'm going to be five minutes late for the meeting. Big deal, right? Big deal. So it so happened that I went and grabbed my tea. I really wasn't five minutes late for the meeting. And then everybody else was a little bit late for the meeting. (laughs) And so the universe just takes care of us because really at the end of the day, we're an organism within an organism and the universe is plotting to do us good. I always joke because my soul guides will give me whispers, right? They whisper once, twice, three times. And then they're like, you wretched soul. I'm going to grab you and I'm going to throw you. Onto the path that you're meant to be because you didn't listen to me the first three times, right? And Mm -hmm. that's when it hurts. That's when it hurts is when we are not listening. How many times have we done jobs? We're like, oh, geez, okay, I'm going to try and stick it out. I'm going to try and stick it out. And then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then when something that appears to be like grave, like, oh my gosh, I lost my job or I got laid off or whatever, leads you into your dream job. We, we just have to find your happiness and do lots of it. Listen to those quiet little whispers. They are never, ever misguiding you. Never. Excellent points there. So as we start to wrap up, Scarlett, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with our guests today? Yeah, I'm going to make a, a, an interesting statement. Never let anybody or anything stop you from being the person you are meant to be. Period. Very important stuff there. 
So where can we find you online? Oh, I would be delighted. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Scarlet Soul Cafe. You can also find me on my website at uh, scarlets-whispers.com. And I'm a weird scarlet with one T, eh? It just seems to confuse people sometimes. Scarlet, thank you so much for being here today and sharing the importance of living a soul-driven life. Thank you so very much for the invite and keep shining. Keep doing the beautiful work that you're doing, Jessica. What a wonderful discussion. Scarlett truly highlighted the importance of honoring yourself and your intuition. She's also right about the importance of recognizing that while we may not be able to save the whole world right away, we can help a few people at a time, which in turn creates that ripple effect of aiding more and more people. Some important things to consider. With that, we're going to pivot to what's coming up on our show. A week from now, on May 21st, we're going to bring on Julia Canole and Steve Cox from Astrologize It to talk about astrology beyond the horoscopes. And the following week, on May 28th, we're bringing on Zach Beach to discuss embracing self-love. And that's it for now. We're wrapping up this episode of Spiritual AF Sundays. I hope that you take time for yourself, listen to your intuition, and identify ways that you can be more soulful in how you live your life. Have a spiritual AF week. Thank you for joining us for Spiritual AF Sundays. This show is hosted by the Mystic Geek, that's me. Got comments or questions from today's episode? You can either email me at jess at themysticgeek.com or send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash themysticgeek. Don't worry, I'll put the link in the show notes. Help others start off their week with a spiritual AF Sunday by sharing this episode with them. Also, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help spiritual seekers find our show. So do the thing. <laughs>